Woo! Super Bowl, Let's baby! Go. Let's go! Winning all year for this! What's the spread? Spread minus three for the Chiefs. Oh, Woo! Let's, Let's go! go. Oh, yeah! Mm. home magic, baby! Uh, you know, you never want to bet against Brady. That's rule number one. <laughs> Dusty old man! Uh, nothing without Belichick! <laughs> Tom, baby! Tom, baby! How are we doing here? Not good, not good. Fourth and nine. Again, running for his life. Mahomes got it away. Oh, oh my God. Are you tired of losing money week after week? Are you at the point where you're ignoring your phone calls just in case it's your bookie on the other side of the line? Well, don't worry. We've all been there. And in this video, we're gonna talk about how to profit from online sports betting. What's going on you guys and welcome back to the channel. If it is your first time here, my name is Brandon. As always, we do have our investing academy as that first link down below. And before we get into anything too deep today, you guys already know. Thank you everybody for all the love that was shared on Instagram and Facebook and here on YouTube. I haven't got the chance to reply everybody because there was just so much, um, so much love. I want to thank each and every one of you guys for sharing and uh, supporting me throughout this entire journey. Receiving that plaque up there was really one of my goals I've been looking forward to for the past number of years. So thank you for all of you. Thank you to all of you for making that a possibility. And in this video, I want to share with you guys a fun, exciting ETF. This is uh, this is an ETF that's right up my alley. This is super, super fun. I do get a question all the time, what are the best ETFs to buy? And I've actually done a couple videos, which I'll link down below and I'll include tabs. If you are looking for some core ETFs for your portfolio, ones that you can rely on, I would suggest looking at those. Although those videos are a year or two old, the selection of funds in those, they're selected for a reason. Those are timeless ETFs that... They're not just good in 2019 or 2020 or 2021. These are ETFs that will be good for the next number of decades. So definitely go check that out. But today we're gonna to be covering a fun ETF in the sports gambling space. The ticker is B-E-T-Z, bets. And you'll note this is a US traded one. So take it as you will if you're a Canadian one, a Canadian investor. But the name of this is Round Hill Sports Betting and iGaming ETF. Actually, if you look at the performance, this has been a fund off to a hot start of 75% since inception, far outpacing the NASDAQ, far outpacing the uh, SPY or the S&P 500. And I feel like this is actually a pretty timely video, seeing how we just had the Super Bowl last week, or actually just a couple days ago. There was an estimation done by the American Gaming Association that in the US alone, around $4.3 billion with a B would be wagered on a single game, on the Super Bowl game. This represented a 63% increase year over year. And I can proudly say that, well, I'm over here in Canada, not US, but I did contribute a bit to that. I had Brady over 2.5 touchdowns, easy money, easy lock. He had that before halftime. But anywho, I wanted to start this video off with kind of the overall outlook, and that kind of frames well for the tailwinds that this industry has behind it. 
Along with the growing industry, which we'll talk about in a second, we are obviously having a lot of states one by one getting closer and closer to really fully legalizing gambling. You'll note that there are actually a number of states still yet or at least pending or projecting to legalize gambling. This is not a nationwide thing. On top of that, to just talk about the general increase in size of this market in terms of the opportunity going forward. Here's some projections from RBC saying that the global online gambling market is expected to climb from 58.9 billion in 2019 to about 92 billion by 2023 in just a couple of years. Here's one by Morgan Stanley suggesting that by 2025, over three quarters or 75%, it's estimated that 75% of bets will come from an online source, whether that be mobile, whether it be that through your phone or through your computer. It's pretty clear that as technology is changing our world, it's really shaking up this old industry of gambling where you traditionally have to go to Caesars Palace and actually place a bet, go get an actual ticket there and watch it in the sports sports area. I actually heard on a podcast a little while back, this goes back a number of months, they were talking about the NBA, which I follow quite closely. They're talking about as more states legalize this, an ultimate goal is that in the arenas, they will have these booths set up, like literally, you know, a sports betting booth, the same way you'd go get popcorn or concession. You could go in game. If you're attending one, uh, attending a live game, you could go place a bet mid game, or you could literally bet on the next play, whether it's going to be a three pointer or a two pointer, who's going to win. It kind of lets you have a little bit more fun. It's just one new area that I think we are just at the forefront in, in terms of the opportunity that could be coming forward. I'll touch for a moment on the thoughts that this is an unethical area to invest in, which if that's your opinion and your thoughts, you have full right to that. Personally, in my own opinion, I don't necessarily see that being the case. I think that if you can go out and buy a nice fine glass of wine and enjoy it with your family, or if you can go out and spend a night out downtown at the clubs or whatever the case is, I think that the casual gambler should be able to go. If you're attending a Raptors game or whatever, throw 50 bucks, throw 100 bucks or 20 bucks on the game. I think that's okay. Like anything, people will abuse it. People won't. And it's not trying to downplay anybody that has uh, issues in this area. Obviously it comes with it. But I think that for most people out there, if it's treated properly, it's not necessarily an unethical area. Again, that's just my personal opinion. You can agree or disagree. But let's take a dive on into the exact fund. The name again is the Roundhill Sports Betting and iGaming ETF. iGaming, by the way, includes things, you know, it's not only the bookie sports side of things. You also have online casinos or online slots or online poker, daily fantasy, et cetera, et cetera. This would all be included. But this fund contains 40 holdings in the space. You may recognize some of these, you may not. Some of the big names like DraftKings and Penn National, they've really been making a name for themselves and we're gonna take a look at those in a second. But in terms of the breakdown of this fund, you will see a pretty even split. Again, amongst the sports book side of things, you have the iGaming, call it casinos. You have technology, actually a portion of that is simply in the means that these companies are gonna be doing it online. Then you have a category for other. One thing to note is that with this ETF, you do have a healthy weighting to small cap and mid cap. That by nature will classify this as a more aggressive or a higher risk fund. You will note as well that the country exposure as of right now, which is subject and will change is mostly situated in the US. However, you do have a nice healthy weighting over to Europe, areas like Australia as well. 
To take a look at the top 10 holdings in terms of weighting, this is as of today as of filming this video, currently the largest position is Penn National Gaming. This is a company based out of Pennsylvania that owns casinos, racetracks, and the news you may have heard about them if you follow this closely is that they recently bought stake in Barstool Sports. DraftKings comes in at the second largest holding, which is obviously really the poster boy when it comes to daily fantasy and a bookie service. GAN is another one that's headquartered in the US, which actually doesn't fall on this list. What you'll notice is that these weightings do stay pretty standardized. They're pretty even across the board. There's not a heavy skew towards certain companies. They're all kind of an even playing field. And in my opinion, that is actually, you could look at it as a pro and con in terms of you're putting a bunch of money into some of these, the some of the companies in this uh, fund are questionable. We'll talk about that in a second. But in my opinion, with these higher risk, unproven companies, playing the field is kind of the way to go. And to take a look at, let's say the top two holdings, DraftKings, this is again, one that's very much in the news these days, probably because of its performance. Since its IPO, it's up over 530%. Their other top holding, which is Penn National Gaming. Take a look at this chart. This one's up over 775% really over the past few months. A big part of this is kind of like a COVID boost and everyone's at home, casinos are closed, so everyone's excited about this whole online uh, gambling space. Unfortunately, what does need to be realized with these companies is if you look at DraftKings, for example, they're struggling to turn a profit. This is a company that's losing money significantly. Penn National is a company that has recently increased their debt load by a pretty significant burden. These are the types of companies that you're investing in, which definitely have a lot of potential, no doubt, but there are, there are by no means strong companies at this point. You could, of course, go, if you want to get exposure to this place, you can go and buy DraftKings directly. You can go and buy Penn directly if you felt that you wanted to be more aggressive in that sense. But because these companies are mid-cap, small-cap companies with really not a lot of certainty, in my opinion, playing the field is actually not a bad way to do this. Again, just trying to benefit from this overall growth trend, this overall tailwind of a growing industry. The fee for this fund or the MER that you'd be paying is sitting today at 0.75%. This is without a doubt a costlier, it's a more expensive fund compared to a lot of broad ETFs out there. That said, it is quite common that when you get more concentrated, you get more focused on a specific area, the fees do tend to tick up. That's actually quite normal. And in my opinion, if you're going to get exposure to over 40 companies that you don't want to go out and track yourself, if it's going to post some great uh, returns into the future, that's a fee that I'm actually worth paying. This is a very passively managed ETF that said they do actually do some changes from time to time with the holdings. And there are a lot of companies out there, FYI, that are in the betting space. Take here in Canada, Bet365, very, very popular one. And this is over in the in Europe as well, I should say. A lot of these ones are not actually publicly traded yet. And when they do, or there's actually talks of SPAC mergers and actually taking these companies public, they could very well be included in this ETF. So you are getting a little bit more management than a true base hands-off uh, passive ETF, but without a doubt, it is still a little bit on the costly side. A question that comes to mind for me is, is this simply a COVID play? Is that why the fund has done well? And there is no question that COVID has played a very strong role in this. Again, with a lot of traditional casinos not even open. Here, the River Rock in Richmond is not even open. People are resorting to this online gambling. That said, I don't think you can argue that this transition from an old dying industry is bound to happen. So it's definitely helped, but I do still think that long-term, this is inevitable, that they are going to evolve, adapt, and ultimately shift online. Ultimately, in regards to this fund, I do believe, to kind of summarize up this video, 
I do see a lot of strong long-term potential with this company. This is without a doubt a very exciting industry. When you look at the numbers, when you look at this inevitable shift that the way our society is heading, this old industry is bound for a change. I think it is very, very exciting going forward. Now, would I go out and buy DraftKings individually? Would I go out and buy this company individually? They could turn out to go to do very well, but the individual risk that comes out with betting on those companies is a little too high for my liking, which is why I kind of get drawn into this ETF. And although it's a risky ETF, we can play the field. That said, because some of the companies such as DraftKings and because Penn have done so well and they've really pulled a lot of weight, really we can credit a lot of the performance to, to perform, a lot of the funds performance to performance from these few stocks. I do believe it's a little overheated at the moment. And I'd be a hypocrite to just say that because there's an exciting area that we can just buy it at any point. I talk about this with the electric vehicle times, uh, electric vehicle sector all the time. I do like the industry, but if I were looking at this fund today trading at $31, I would love to see a pullback before I got into the stock. Again, long-term, who knows how this ends up, but I definitely feel after this little COVID run-up, after this COVID hype that we've seen, waiting for a bit of a pullback, a pullback, waiting for these uh, this fund or these stocks in general to cool off. I think that would be the more prudent thing to do, despite it being an exciting area and an area that I do see long-term potential in. Personally for me, this is one that I'm gonna be throwing on the watch list quite closely. And I guarantee we're gonna have some opportunities at some point or another. And this is a fund that I would personally like to hold in my portfolio. I actually don't own any ETFs other than actually a fixed income ETF at the moment, but this is really, if I was gonna add another one, this is exactly the one that I'd go for. It would give me direct exposure to a field that I don't wanna go out and individually manage, but it would let me partake in the long-term trend, the long-term growth that I see is coming. That's my video for today, guys. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the ETF bets. That's ticker B-E-T-Z. Have you been watching it? Do you own it? Leave a comment down below. I'm very curious to hear from you guys. If you enjoyed the video and you learned something new, take a second to drop a thumbs up because that is a great way of supporting the channel. It really helps me out. And subscribe to the channel if you're not already. If this is your first time watching, hit that subscribe button, hit the bell for notifications because we post videos like this every single week. I've been getting a lot of questions for ETFs, so I haven't talked about them for a long time, but here's one, a fun one that I'm watching for 2021 and beyond. But as always, we do have our investing academy as that first link down below if you want training for the stock market right here in Canada. But as always, I thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next video. Are you kidding me, Stripes? Come on, that was uncatchable. How much are they paying him? How much are they paying him? Oh my oh, God. God. <laughs> <laughs> what a mess. Beast. <laughs> She's trying to be idiot. Obi, come, I'll go for you. Who go for you? <laughs>